welcome to Flamenco Attitude. This is the podcast that brings you all things flamenco. If you've been a fan of us uh, for a while, you will know that we've discussed a very um, a, a variety of things uh, connected to the culture. Such we started with what is flamenco, then we went through the flamenco genres, flamenco dances, books, but we've done also more obscure things like the flamenco superstitions. Archive Flamenco, which explored never before seen in between documentary and film style creations. And we have also covered posters, which is the really um, the artistic uh, part of the genre. We have also talked a lot about different performers, uh, dancers, guitarists, and of course, singers. And today we're going to talk uh, another great one who was even bigger than Cameron at the time. Uh, and he's still very much with us and still performing. You may see him on TV if you follow Andalusian TV. We will talk about Alonso Nunes. Nunes, but you may have recognized him more by his stage name, Rakapi. A performer that was um, really much born into the culture with a lot of influence on the genres and he also had ma- major influences himself like Manolo Caracol and Aurelio Sayas. Uh, a great friend of Cameron and Marcos spent a day with him. Great stories to come from that, I'm sure, and I'm really much looking forward to them. So without any further ado, this is simply a tribute episode to Rancapino. Well, I mean, you mentioned that I spent a day with him. Obviously, I've met him on many occasions, but this was a remarkable time. We're going to talk about a very memorable day. Yeah. I'd, um, I was writing a book on Cameron, and I wanted him to contribute to it. And I, <clears throat> I rang him up, and he lives in Chiclana. And I, I said, oh, you know, it's very all very pleasant. And I said, I tell you, you know, I don't want to bother you. I'll come to Shiklana to, to see you and we'll do the interview there and he said oh yeah yeah and then after a while he said no I like Cadiz <laughs> I'll come yeah. to you yeah but you can't just say I like <laughs> X you know you can't go wherever the other person wants yeah. or can you so I said oh well that's that's very kind oh yeah I'm, that's, 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 I'm coming to Cadiz I said okay so what sort of time are you are you coming well, I come, you know, probably about one o'clock, something like that. Okay. Anyway, in my headquarters, which is a a, a bar opposite the cathedral, your headquarters, headquarters Marcos, where, where my guitar is kept, <laughs> all the all the people that use the bar, they said to me, "He won't. You'll never. He's too famous. He won't come." I said, "No, no. He's he's coming, and nobody would believe me." They said, "No, he's he's not coming now." And <clears throat> Many hours passed, and they, and I was waiting outside the cathedral, then going back to the bar, and he said, oh, we told you he wouldn't come. I said, he will come. He's definitely coming. No, no he's, he's too big. He won't come. Anyway, there I was outside the town hall with all the weddings going on and people wondering why I'm hanging around all the time. And eventually, <clears throat> this man, Rancapino, comes with his, with his wife. And... The first thing he wants to do, he he, he knows a, a Galician restaurant around the corner. He wants to go there to have something to eat. So I said, yeah, fine, we'll go. So we go around the corner, we go into this restaurant, and it was, I think this was a Saturday, 
and it was packed the restaurant was absolutely packed so we sat down started having something to eat and then behind us was a, a surgeon from the hospital and he he recognized Rankapina you know, and he started saying oh come on let, let's um <clears throat> have some song you know and I sort of said look excuse me we're having a private meal here you know and I got quite strict with this man and he kept on all the time to the point where Ranka had to just do something had to just sing something just to you know because they were so insistent so we got through that and um, we went off to various places and we did we did the interview and in the end I thought well what we'll do is we'll go to my usual headquarters stroke bar and show these people that he has come you see but he didn't want to do that <clears throat> and he said no 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 I know lots of places you see so we got in his car and we and I said I don't think they're going to be open and he said oh yeah yeah they'll be open so off we go so, so we pass one bar oh it's closed you're right <laughs> then we go to the next one that he really likes oh it's closed so then he says to me, you know, Marcus, I think that you know Cadiz better than I do. Well, all right. <laughs> well, how long ago was that? Um, well, I, the book came out, I think, in 2007. So this would probably be 2006, six. something like that, five, yeah. six, yeah, yeah, 2006. And um, so he said, OK, listen, you're in charge. Let's, you know, let, you go, let's take, go to wherever you think is a good place to go. And uh, so I took him to my headquarters and they were all the people, the people that used the bar, they, were, they couldn't believe it when he walked in. They were like, oh, God, he's, Marcos is really with, with, mm. with him. He's with Ranka Pingo. And uh, Ranka was in a very good uh, spirits. spirits. He bought everybody a drink and he, <clears throat> they asked him if he wouldn't mind singing a little thing and he sang it and it all ended, absolutely. But they were you know, to use this terrible word, gobsmacked, mm. because they'd not really seen him in... They'd only seen him on television. Yeah. And and they didn't believe that I would get him there, even though I insisted that, that it was would. possible. It is possible. But why is he so famous? Who is he? Well, he's famous, really, because he... In the golden era, the modern golden era, in the 70s, he rose to the top of the posters. So when you, when, if you look at any of the places that keep the old posters from the 70s and the 80s, you'll find that he's always at the top of the bill. He's got the most incredible voice, uh, amazing personality, and he's, I don't know, he's just simply one of the all-time greats. And of course, he was in a way a kind of an uncle to Cameron. You know, so that his when friend, of course. It's, yeah, because like when he was say sixteen, Cameron would be fourteen, and they were singing together in the Benta Jabargas that you've been in, in in La Isla, and that's where they performed. Um, he's got, I mean, I would say the most flamenco voice of anybody. You would say? Yes, I would. He he is. You know, you get there's a lot of singers around today. They they say they're flamenco, but you listen to their voice and you think, is that really flamenco? Whereas with, with Ranka, you know you're getting you know, you're absolutely getting top flamenco. Yeah, he's from, uh, I'm reading here, he's from uh, Chiclana de la, de la Frontera, yeah. just as you said. So that is the place where he still resides, I suppose. Yes, he lives there, yeah. Yeah. But um, he comes into Cadiz a lot. 
I mean, I've been around Cadiz loads of times with him. Um, I could give you another occasion that yeah. you're like when we've been we've been down to the uh, Barrio La Viña, which is the real flamenco district of, of Cadiz, the real flamenco area, and we, we strode proudly into the square opposite the cathedral, and there's all those bars, as you know, all the way around the square, and suddenly, hey, look, there's Juan Tapino, and before we knew it. Mm. We were surrounded by by loads of people all wanting his autograph and everything. Yeah. You know? So he does still have this this way about him, and he he appears on TV quite a lot. You know? yeah. yeah. Tell me about his family because it sounds like he actually comes from an artistic family. It's it's not a coincidence that he's a singer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean he's he's the grandson of this famous sort of obispa. Um, and he's, he's the brother of Aurelio del Puerto, who actually wasn't one from El Puerto, but that's what he decides to call himself. And I think he came for a long while under the shadow, as you pointed out earlier, of Aurelio Sayé, who was seen as the number one. So for quite a while, he he wasn't at the very top of those posters. That started to come in the 70s, when, when people like Aurelio were getting quite old um, and think things changed. Um, why is he so famous? Well, he, he, I mean, lots of flamenco people don't necessarily go in for competitions and stuff like that. He's, he did a lot of that and he won so many competitions. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and also he's one of these people who, if you put his name on the bill, you're going to get a lot of people going to see him. You know, yeah. he's got a wonderful, um, a wonderful face, jacket, and, you know, his, his whole personality is, Flamenco, flamenco. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's actually touch upon the personality. What What is it about him that makes him likable, approachable? Because a lot of people are not. Uh, they They are in awe, but they're not intimidated to approach him. I think because he doesn't see himself as some genius. You know, um, even though he's brilliant, he he did describe to me that Cameron was a genius, but he he doesn't really, we wouldn't apply that term to himself. He's very humble. Um, he's got great magnetism. You know, there's something about him. And when he sings, of course, he's got this thing about, you know, don't rush it, keep it nice and slow. That's where the purity comes. So he doesn't go in for these massive, fast pieces. You know, he he's very, very stated and slow, measured. You know, and that's what makes him great artist. Of course, uh, as we were discussing uh, earlier, you know, the, the problem with him is there's not many records available um, because he he wasn't a big fan of, of recording. We'll get to that. We'll okay. get to that. Well, let's kind of dive into what is his genre. My impression is that every single flamenco. Let's talk about flamenco performers. Every single performer has a a preferred genre. What what is Ranca Pinos in your opinion? He's probably best known for Fandango. Yeah. Fandango, but I know you like it as well. His tangos, Cainueva, is to die for, yeah? And so he's very good at tangos. Of course, he's very good at all of the styles. Yeah, but, but you have a, a, a like a signature shot. Yeah, I think he would probably say, well, he would like to think that he is the master of, of the Fandango. And, and since mm-hmm. obviously Chocolati passed away, he he would be considered the number one person able to do the fandango. We'll hear one here. Did it all start actually in '77 at the Cordoba Concurso? No, he he was 
he was um, already big. already yeah. But why is that like a notable? Uh, I, I suppose it, it's a notable year for him. And uh, well, I suppose he, he, fe- he felt. I mean, I don't know whether at that time he had an agent, but maybe he felt like um, entering that competition. But he mm. didn't. I didn't think he needed that. Yeah, um, it's more because, of an exposure because I've seen posters from much earlier than that in in the seventies where he is at the top. You know, they used to produce. Uh, there's a place in Cadiz that's got them framed. They're worth a fortune, these enormous posters. And there's his name with the biggest lettering at the top. Yeah? Uh, Rank Capino. And mm. then the other people, you know, come down a bit. Yeah, yeah. And he is actually very famous internationally. We talk about uh, festivals in Japan and France and all these yeah, places. You know, it, it, he performs well abroad. Yeah, yeah, and I think he even went to Mexico and places like that. Yeah. 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 So, so what uh, do you think he his audience abroad sees him as the 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 Rancapino that you know his local audience sees him? Yeah, as? because I mean, uh, performing abroad, mo- most people want dance and things like that. But yeah. when you've got a man like that, he's almost like the the singing equivalent of Paco de Lucia. He's a virtuoso in singing. So when you see him on the stage, you don't worry about he's not a dancer, you know. You're just drawn into the way. Well, his voice is just incredible. You know, I mean, how you don't get many of those. I mean, I I would say actually at the moment he's probably the only person that can sing like that. The real and he, he's a direct link really to the way flamenco was sung in the nineteenth century. Ironically, what makes me smile is that he's also very good. Part of his repertoire are tarantas as well. Yeah, well, you see, that is, I mean, in, in a way that makes I sense. Love be- that because the taranta is a form of the fandango, you know, because we're not talking about the fandango of the world, but when we talk about fandango, we're talking about the fandango grandis. Yeah. So there's all divisions of that. There is a straightforward fandango, but you, yeah. you can say the taranta is oh. a fandango, but it's put in into the into this F sharp mind. I'm getting technical here. No, this F yeah. sharp. And you tone. know what? I will never be. Maybe we should. Maybe uh, you will treat me at some point to an episode dedicated to Tarantula because it's just such yeah. a oh, we dark, could do, we could do such that. a dark, moody, and incredibly rich uh, yeah, form yeah. of expression. Well, you, uh, we could do that because I used to go a long time ago. I can't even remember the name of the place now, it's gone out of my head, where they have a competition which is only Taranta. Mm. So when you, it's, it goes on for about four, three or four days and every singer does, say, three Tarantas. Yeah? Is that, that's a difficult genre, wouldn't you yeah. say? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but it's like going to the Cadiz Carnival. After a while, you're Taranted out. I would never <laughs> you be. Never the Peña Flamenca El Taranto de Almeria yeah. awarded him and that's that's a very prestigious award yeah. in the world of flamenco. Tell me a little bit the Lucas Lope Award. Well, it's probably one of the main painters that that survives, that you know, and thrives. It's a beautiful place, and to be honoured by by them, um, and of course he got it at a time when uh, the painters were uh, still really very important. I mean, they're thriving now, but in that's like the golden era. So if you get that, he would have beaten many other people that would have been in line for that honour. Yeah. And how did, do you know how he reacted, you know, was he, because he's somebody who is, uh, obviously is not new to an award or like a recognition, was was it, did he feel it was prestigious? He never, you know, I've been around him a lot, yeah. he, he never talks about these awards. Wow. No. 
would never mention it. No. And I bet the other people do it for him. Well, it's a bit like he wouldn't say, oh, have you got my new record or something like that? He doesn't really operate in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what, what, what would you, what Taranta would you recommend from him? No, any. I mean, I, I couldn't give you a name. I mean, there's probably, if we look at, uh, if you pass we'll it, about, yeah. his record here, the, 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 the black one, the, the other one, yeah. So we're, we're surrounded by records here. We've got, not that one, the one of, of aha, that's the one. It's, this will tell us here. Let's see what he does on this one. Yeah, isn't that incredible that there's not a Taranta on this album? It is incredible. <laughs> this is about, I mean, um, there, there is Fandangos. And he may have... May have oh, I'll tell you, actually, no, I've found something. It's not Taranta. This will be more interesting for you. Okay. It's Minera, Minera? which is like a sister of, of the Taranta. <laughs> so he's got uh, Baje de Nuevo a la Mina. So that would be a good one to play. Play, play him doing Minera. I mean, for most people, they wouldn't really know the difference from a guitar point of view. You will. Well, the Minera is played in, in a, often is played in, in the A flat key and, and the Taranta is played in the F sharp. You know, it's a, it's a technicality, really. You know? Well, let's talk about some of the um, items that you have. Obviously, we talked about a CD and we have a book and a CD that have the same... Um, cover. Yeah. And the book is called Rancapino Ronco de Andar Descaso. Yeah, now you try translating that then. I, I wouldn't be. What he's saying is his horse, you know, in the voice from from uh, walking without uh, shoes, walking barefoot. Oh. <laughs> That's a very flamenco expression, isn't it? This book is very rich with photographs yeah. as, as you, well as so information look, you, very So heavy. you're looking at the one of Camarong. I'm looking. And I hope we're going to talk about uh, my interview with him about the Cameroon film. Well, let's talk about it. Yeah. What would you tell me about it? What's interesting? Well, well, I went to see the film and it was very controversial. And he was very keen to sort of say to him that loads of the things in the film were, in fact, incorrect. And, you know, he can say that because he's lived around Cameroon for so many years. Um, you know, so he he can actually say that. And one of the things he got most annoyed was the the uh, the actor, uh, he um, Oscar Hayanada. He he uses the word mama, papa, in the film. And Ranka said to me, Cameron never used these words. This is totally wrong. You know, and there were so many things in the film that he said it's all absolute, it's all not correct, not accurate. And of course, the, the shocking thing, probably from his point of view, is that there doesn't appear to be anybody playing him in the film. So there's not an actor that could vaguely be ascribed to be, to be him. And he was the closest person to, to Cameron uh, ever. And when I go to uh, Jimena, in, into one of my the bar owner when I go to there they've got lovely flamenco pictures up on the wall and pride of place when I used to go there uh, in in the eighties and it's still on the wall now in in their new restaurant um, is a picture of Francapino it's a group photograph Francapino and he's with Camarón and Ranca 
looks like the real dude because he's, <laughs> he, he's the one with the shades on. He's got the dark glasses and he's looking, you know, and Cameron's on his, on his left-hand side. It's, it's a brilliant photograph and it shows you his intimacy with, with, with Cameron. You know, he's one of the few people that really knew Cameron and I think he actually taught him an awful lot you know, on, on the road, because they performed together a lot. But we the are... film was very controversial, you know, because, I mean, I suppose we shouldn't be, be too critical because these biopic films always are. They're not, they're not really documentaries. They're, True to you character. Know, yeah. But he was quite annoyed about that film. <laughs> but I was amazed he'd gone to see it, but I suppose he, he had to go and see it just, just to... But he, when, when, when we did the interview, that was one of the things that he really wanted to focus on, apart from telling me about 20 times that Cameron was a genius. <laughs> we talk about, they were friends, but we talk about two very different characters because Rancapino didn't shy away from press and publicity, while Cameron famously did. I didn't want to do interviews or anything like that. And actually, Rancapino is really praised by critics Something that I probably wouldn't say about Cameron that much back in the day. He wasn't no, somebody a lot of, who lot of criticism. exactly. So what 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 was the what were the uh, moods about Rancapino from uh, people in the professional musical kind of field? Well, I mean, they would like him because obviously, if you said, he had a good relationship with them. He did, yeah. yeah. Um, because these flamingologists is what you're talking about. They would like it because if you said to Ranka, well. Let's do a gig. I'm going to get in a bass, electric bass guitar, and uh, I'm going to have somebody on the harmonica. And he wouldn't mind. He would. No, he wouldn't like it. Oh right. That's why I think he would say no. Let's just have my man Paco Supero. That's all we need. We don't need all these extra bits. And uh, probably I didn't put this to him, but if I said, well, the violin is becoming very popular in Flamenco, he would, he would probably say, end of interview. <laughs> well, I'm reading here. Um what a critic and biographer said about him, Alfredo Grimaldos is that one, um, that Rancapino is one of the last classical Flamenco yeah. cantaores and cantaor who wisely avoids the shrill cry and is capable of rocking the aficionado between the tragic lamentation of the cigarilla and the vital sweetness of the saline airs. Poor yeah. it, it, It's, again, what we said is controlled. It's very deep, and he doesn't go in for these crazy shrieks and stuff like that. He, um, as part of the way he, I mean, now when he, when he sings, he's got his glasses on and he's he's so controlled. He's like a, he's like a sort of a, an academic, a professor of flamenco. You know, that's the way. Whereas the other pe people around now don't sing remotely like him. Um, I don't think anybody will be able to actually. We've lost this sort of. You know what I think is the new was the new golden age of the seventies. You know the Camarong, the Rancapino, we, you know the Chocolati, uh, Terremoto. We haven't got this type of people anymore. Um, you know I suppose I'm a critical of some of the, the singers that we have got, but they don't model themselves on, on Rancapino, or maybe they're not born into that gypsy way of singing. No, no. and every generation has different feelings. Yeah. Every de generation brings different moods. Uh, it, I mean, we talk about people like, again, Cameron and Rancapino. They were only two years apart, born two years apart, right? Yeah. Yet one of them um, went, 
transfigured the genre with different style, with a different style, with different instruments, yeah. integrated different things. Yeah, well, see, that's the difference between like Cameron was revolutionary, whereas Rancapino held the the, the 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 tradition of the nineteenth century and brought it into the twentieth century. So he he sings in a modern way, but it reflects the way the song was. Was Cameron took a very different approach, although Cameron was quite traditional in a way. His albums couldn't be more in contrast with with the albums that, that Ranker has, has, has given us. An interesting question pops into my head because I'm going to ask you in a second about Rancapino's the people uh, uh, the people that he looked up to. But before that. Why isn't there a phenomenon in flamenco called duets? Why don't people come and uh, what, sing make together? A duet? Sing together. Yeah. Uh, well, that is a very interesting question. Um, I think because it wouldn't work. Uh, what they do do is uh, the equivalent of that. They do mano a mano. So these used to be like a contest. So Camarón would would sing something and then the other singer would then have to pick up on the next verse and they would challenge each other. So you get that. But singing together, that's out. Why? Well, because it won't work. They wouldn't be able to... You know I mean? It, it would just would sound very strange. Yeah, it just, it, it just occurred I mean, to and me. And partly the reason is because the, the, the flamenco started as like one person walking through a field singing or around a fire or singing in the forge... It's a solo thing of the canty. That was the original thing. No guitars, nothing, no dancing, just singing. And it's one person singing, male or female. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, females, actually, he really much regards Fernanda de Utrer uh, and speaks about her way of singing the solea. Yeah. Um, what... What do you have to say about it? Has he talked to you well, about yeah. the it, female singers yeah, here? Yeah, he, I can understand that because in a way, if you were, I mean, obviously she's sadly not with us, yeah. but if you were to say to me, what is the female equivalent of Rancapina? Yes. It would be Fernanda. It will be her. Yeah. And because the way he sings the fandango and he does his tangos and everything, it, it's the same way as she dominated the solia and she sings in a particular way. You know, and I don't think she would have ever wanted violins or anything like that. It's just straightforward guitar. She had a, had a guitarist, and that's it. I mean, she she used to be accompanied by the famous people like Diego del Castor, and that's why they went mad for her because of her purity. And that's where Ranka fits in. That's why he would have liked her. And I've got posters where he's on the same bill, so obviously they were very comfortable with each other. But never a duet. No, never. No, <laughs> you're, probably somebody will write in and say you're wrong. There is, no <laughs> but uh, I've got, as you know, um, quite a lot of records upstairs, and I never came across. I have not come across that. No. Now he, um, you told me he didn't make actually that many records. No. Now he was. I, I asked him about this because I was very keen to. Um, gets you know i would like to have loads of his records and they don't exist and the ones that were released are extremely difficult to get Come hold by. of yeah mm -hmm. um and i asked him about it and and he said well you know and i got this feeling that he just he just didn't really feel like going into a studio and making a record you know um and people are always asking for his records but 
you know so we're left with uh, maybe he will make a new record who knows but there are only about I would think two or three available you know and obviously one of the good ones to get is the one that comes with that very heavy book that you're uh, you're uh, holding there I mean how many kilos do you think no, that book is not kilos but definitely okay two two, two kilos two, I'd say two. yeah no, you don't want to be taking that on the train with you oh you? no no <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, we're looking towards the next generation yeah. uh, that likes to make uh, yeah. records. Rancapino Chico, his yeah. son. Yeah, Rancapino Chico. He, I mean, he has emerged, uh, I would say, as probably one of the best flamenco artists now. Um, now, when he was a little boy, he would have been at um, Cameron's wedding in Laisley. So he's been brought up in it. Um, and he's... Over the past two or three years, he's really emerged, uh, you know, topping festivals and things like that. And as you, you've got there in your hands, um, his latest album. So I'm very hopeful that you'll be able to find maybe uh, a Bullerias off of that, something like that. We have a wonderful Bullerias. I do hope yeah. I can replicate it on um, Spotify, but we have Bullerias a mi abuela Rafael. Oh, yeah, very good. Yeah, I mean, um, I suppose if you're born into the dynasty that he comes from, you're going to sing well, aren't you? I suppose so. And he's become, to be, you know, to tell you truthfully, one of my real favourites. But I suppose if you like his father, you're going to like him. And his father is very, very proud of him. Yeah? And he's, he's a brilliant, brilliant singer. And that's an excellent album. And he, he's emerging now. Uh, he's dominating a lot of the, the world of, of flamenco. And of course, he's got the right name for it, hasn't he? He does. Rancapino Chico. Thank you very much for joining us for yet another episode on Flamenco Attitude, where we speak about a person that Marcos has personally met and um, shared a lot of the passion for the culture. We talked about the singing, we talked about his connection, uh, Rancapino's connection with other artists uh, and personal um, experiences that, you know, they're one of a kind. This is what we live for, the actual personal stories. You can check out, obviously, our previous episodes can, that have connection to this one. Uh, of course, we talked about the flamenco genres. We have played Rancapino records before. And you can listen again to our Flamenco Revolution Cameron de la Isla episode. Until the next time, whether you listen to, play or learn about flamenco, remember to always follow the beat. <laughs>